It's time to light up a cigar and talk about business and cars. Are you ready to get the insider edge and pick up a few ideas that you can incorporate into your business today? Your host, Brandon Green, has 25 plus years in the automotive industry with 10 plus years owning his own business. Together with a diverse lineup of guests from all industries, he's asking the right questions to get you the answers you seek. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Business Cars and Cigars. And uh, this week, we have a good Apex buddy of mine here in the studio. Well, I shouldn't say in the studio. We're in the studio, but he's uh, he's in North Carolina, uh, where I was just at this weekend, which was a lot of fun. Um, whole other story. Anyway, we'll get into that. Um, but before we get into that, uh, well, screw that. I'll introduce all that at the end. Um, I got Mr. Philip Sessions here today. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good. How about you, Brandon? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So we haven't had a chance to uh, chat as much as I um, have with some of our other guests. So why don't you tell me and everybody else listening a little bit more about yourself and kind of all the stuff you're working on. I know, I know you're doing a whole bunch of stuff. So. Yeah, I think like all of us at Apex, always doing a lot of things. Got a few events on the way. Actually just got invited to one up in Pennsylvania with Kyle Slaymaker, who's actually an entrepreneur. You may know him there awesome. uh, in in apex entrepreneurs and then also have my own event i would do here locally for small business owners helping them get the tools they need to be able to be a better small business owner and be able to hopefully scale their business as they learn these tools and then also working on another event we can't talk about it yet too much but jeremy <laughs> Schreifels and i we're going to be working on an event in october as well so it actually back-to-back -back weekends for me pennsylvania with kyle's event and then come back to ours which will be in the north carolina area so just a lot of speaking events going on. Also picking up clients as I go, trying to build up my speaking coaching business while I'm a full-time engineer at BMW Manufacturing. So basically I automate the process of building the cars. That's kind of the simplest way to put it, but basically everything we build is built to order. It's already been sold. It's not built to buffer or built in batches or anything like that. Everything's sold there at the plant. And it's the, I think the largest, if not second largest plant in the BMW group global. So it's pretty cool. And so that's a little bit about me. I mean, I guess, I guess I always forget to mention about, <laughs> I don't know why I guess I always talk about business, about, you know, my wife and my daughter. So been married for about three years, got a daughter seven months old. Yeah, it's an amazing time right now. Pretty crazy as well. And the balance, all that between the full-time job, working on the coaching business, building that up, and then also building the family. Yeah. And yeah, you just said your, I, I, I remember your daughter was uh, born not too long ago. You just said seven months. Uh, yeah. Nora, is that right? Nora, that's correct. Awesome. Awesome. I, I may have looked a little bit before we got on here, so <laughs> I didn't completely screw it up, but no, that's awesome, man. And nothing exciting than a new baby in the house. And well, also, <laughs> Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of work, a lot of late nights, mm -hmm. early mornings, yeah. all that fun stuff. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes too early. It's funny. She'll wake up two 30 in the morning. Sometimes, sometimes she'll sleep until five, which is nice. Cause I take care of things before she gets up, but yeah, you just got to <laughs> roll with it. Yeah. You always have to. So you do, um, you're doing the speaking things and whatever mm -hmm. you have a podcast as well as a Facebook group. Why don't you tell us um, a little bit about that and kind of your goals with that and what you're doing. And um, then we'll kind of go off that a little bit. Cause I know you have a lot of uh, 
information I think some people would like if you're really getting into speaking or just um, just have to talk to your, you know, your, uh, your company in general, you know, get up and talk to them if you're uncomfortable with that. I mean, Philip's got some great information that re- would really help with that. And I've been following him for quite a while, uh, all the TikTok and everything else, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really uh, listen and see what you got to say because it's, it's great information. And I think it really help a lot of these business owners that, Hey, you know, I mean, like me, for example, I got to get up and talk in front of the guys and stuff. Well, I'm used to being under the dash of a car, you know, or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, figuring some of this stuff out and uh, using it to do some of the trains and some of the other things to do to improve your business, I think it'd be awesome. So what do you got, man? Oh yeah. Well, man, I mean, I like, I'd be happy to help you anytime offline, obviously. I mean, we can talk mm-hmm. about some online here too, if you want to do that. I know podcasts are great about getting that coaching for free and everything. And that's what I love about podcasting. You know, so I bring people on that have spoken before, do speak currently, or there's some kind of leader within their company, whatever it may be, and talk about different aspects of public speaking. Because a lot of times we think about public speaking, literally being on a stage, But public speaking is anytime you're in front of more than one person or whenever people can hear you. So you can be at the local Starbucks and people can hear you. And that's technically public speaking, but people don't think about that. But presentation skills, having those sales conversations, things of that nature, that's a lot of what I focus on is helping people get more confident in that speaking. And that's where that Facebook group comes in as well, which is called Speaking with Confidence. So helping people get the tools to help them be more confident, to be able to speak better. So that way they can either get a raise if they're in a full-time job or if they're like you, a business owner, and they have to run a shop, whatever it may be, they can go and speak to their employees and help them be able to understand what's going on. Because one of the major things that every company struggles with is communication. And so what I'm thinking as the business owner doesn't always come out the correct way for the people there on the shop floor, wherever, whatever setting you may have. So especially, especially a small business owner, I'm sure you probably struggle with that because I mean, you've been, like you said, you've been under the dashboard for so long. I mean, man, you know, it like that, it's no big deal, but then you're trying to train somebody and you're like, wait a second. Oh, oh yeah. There is that step there that yeah that makes sense i i just do that so naturally now it's not a big deal for me but for them that's I mean, that's a huge first step and then the second step so how do you learn to communicate all that and be able to present that in a way that doesn't seem demeaning to them but then also you can help them actually be able to do the job that's the most frustrating thing when you're trying to be high level and work on scaling the business and work out on the business but then you have to go back and be in the business so that's a lot of what i talk about throughout the podcast throughout the facebook group and everything is just helping people with different areas of public speaking and that's awesome man because i know a lot of us struggle with that I, me especially i'm i'm a very quiet person <laughs> of, of course i'm doing a podcast you know but mm-hmm. it hey it's a great it, way to start man it's a great way to start it got uh i think it took a year year and a half for finally somebody uh well two particular friends uh james and thomas finally got my ass in gear made it happen <laughs> you know nice. so um yeah, it's just, it's tough to um, figure out that, hey, you got to get up there. You got to talk. You got to um, portray that. And uh, you speak a lot about confidence when you do that, which I mm-hmm. think this is a big problem for me is 
yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I know what mm-hmm. I'm doing. But getting up there and actually being confident about it when you got like, you know, 20, 40, 50, 100, 150, whatever, how many people staring at you like, hey, tell me something. <laughs> and you're like, uh, yeah. hi. So <laughs> what's uh, what you got any, uh, I, I obviously we don't want to give the uh, give the whole uh, whole book away. But uh, <laughs> what's a what's a trick or two you use for some of that? So actually, I well, I actually talk about the method a little bit. I'll, I'll go specific to what you were talking about, but I use what I call the speaking bars method. So the bar stands for begin with the end in mind, the audience awareness and understanding, removing yourself from the equation, and then serving your audience and giving without expectation. You know, making sure that you're really just giving without expectation there. But I really want to focus on the R there, which is what a lot of people do. They don't remove themselves from the equation. They think about how am I perceived up there? What are people going to think about me? Am I going to mess up? And the thing is, the more you think about yourself, it's kind of twofold. One, you're going to mess up more because you're thinking about you messing up. (laughs) And then two, when you're going to speak with an audience, it's not about you. It's about them. And you're trying to help them. And you having the vast knowledge that you do uh, with all the car audio stuff and, and every other little aspect that you do in there, you're going to be able to teach so much more than I could ever do. I mean, I could go read a textbook on it, talk about all that stuff, but I mean, you know, things that I clearly don't know. I mean, I barely know anything about a car. <laughs> and we actually talked about that offline. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not in the cars and cigars. So I don't know if that'll work out for me on the podcast, which is like, Hey, we talk about business. So, okay. But anyways, you're an you know, engineer, you, man. You're into cars. Whether yeah. You like yeah. it or not. You're a car. Yeah. Man. That's true. I mean, I'm in the automotive space as well, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you know, all these things. And so you can teach something and something that just seems like the one-on-one, the basics for you is something that seems super high level for somebody else, super advanced for somebody else as well. And a lot of times as we get deeper and deeper into our niche, we often think that, wait a second, like I can't teach somebody something because, or I've got to teach them the super high level stuff. But the thing is, people need that 101, that beginner stuff, really. And so that's why I talk about confidence a lot as well, because it's not necessarily that you need to know how to speak properly, how to not have ums and ahs, and how to open up properly or close a speech properly or anything like that. While those are helpful, it's more about getting you comfortable and confident speaking because if you're confident in your speaking, people are actually going to resonate with what you're saying and they're actually going to trust you. And I'll give you a story. I tell the story a lot, but when I was in college, we did a present, a group presentation and really wasn't a group presentation, but we presented it together. One of the guys in our group of three, he did all the work. I mean, everything we built the, we did an electronic stethoscope, and that's what we built. I have a degree in electrical engineering. And, right. and so he built this. He did the presentation. He said, hey, you know, you'll do this. You'll do this. You'll do this. He explained what the stethoscope was, how it worked, all this stuff. And then we went through the presentation a few times. He was so nervous being in front of the audience, which is just our class. It was like 20 people. So it wasn't a big room. And right. it was like almost the end of the, the quarter. So it was like, again, it wasn't anything crazy. Like it wasn't like we just got in the class or anything, but he was so nervous. He got the worst grade on the presentation and he did all the work. He knew oh, everything, 
but he got the worst grade. So that's why I always uh, harp on confidence because confidence is key to you looking like you know what you're talking about, even if you don't. Now, you should. I'm not saying that you shouldn't know what you're talking about. Just talk anyways. Right. You should know what you're talking about. But if you're unconfident, it's going to come off like you don't know what you're talking about. And and getting that confidence in some stuff, I mean, and I'm asking this personally for me because yeah. I'm that guy. I mean, how, how do you work on getting some of that confidence or whatever when it comes to some of that? <clears throat> uh, like, I mean, sure, I I know what I do inside now I've done mm. for a long time, but being confident enough to get up in front of somebody, how do you really do that? I mean, do you really, or is it just a, Hey, we're going to go do this and we'll figure it out as we go, you know, or I know there's a lot of different tricks and different things you can mm. do with public speaking and things like that. But as far as the confidence side of that goes, is there something uh, you can do like for yourself or mentally or whatever that works for you or, yeah, I mean, biggest thing, just go do it. Don't overthink it. Just get in there and do that. You're going to do a lot better than you expect. And a lot of people are really, they're not experts in public speaking either. So they're not going to be able to critique you like you're some professional public speaker. And a lot of times people don't speak that well anyways, but as long as your intent is there and you're giving a sound message, people are going to resonate with that. And they're going to take something away from that. Again, it goes back to removing yourself from that equation as well. Take yourself out of it. It's not about you. And then the third piece would be really, what is the end goal? That helps out a lot too. It helps me out a lot because I'm just thinking about, ah, man, I've got to post another video or ah, I've got to do another webinar. Or, oh, I've got to do another presentation. Like that sucks in the moment. But if I think about, okay, I've got to do this presentation, these webinars, these videos, because I'm going this end goal. I'm building this business out. I try to get a thousand people on stage, but if I don't do this right here, I'm not going to get to the end goal. So thinking about what that end goal is for me, at least it helps me out to be able to get in front of the camera and talk and keep talking because I know I've got to do these things here at the beginning to be able to get to that end goal. So really knowing what the end goal is as well, because if you're just, I mean, if you just decide I'm going to do a podcast, but you have no idea why you're, you're going to do it for a little bit and then, ah, you know, screw it. You don't have any goal with that. Yeah. It's like, ah, I thought it'd be cool to do a podcast or, oh, it'd be cool to start a business. But then you have no end goal with that. You don't want to try and change your family's life. Anything like that is just, it'd be cool to start a business. Well, you're, you're a freaking idiot if you just think it's cool <laughs> just to start a business, just to start one, because that is the hardest thing ever to do is to actually run a business. And I mean, there's so many highs and lows that you're insane <laughs> if you're doing it just because you decided you want to do it. I mean, you have that end goal in mind. So that's really the three things to me, having that end goal in mind, you know, knowing, uh, you know, removing yourself from that and then just put in those reps. I mean, that's, I always hate saying that and I hate hearing it. But that's the biggest thing. You just got to take action and put in the reps. I love it, man. And and that's uh that's true. You just gotta gotta do the work, as we mm -hmm. like to say. You know, the whole apex. Oh, yeah, got to do the work. So how how did you uh, get better at the podcasting, man? I mean, you started out. I know it's hadn't been too long for you. But what got you besides Thomas and James pushing you to do it? What got you comfortable? With doing it because i mean us talking before we got on live and everything you were really comfortable with that and even now you seem pretty comfortable honestly it's uh it what you just said just doing the reps just doing it over <laughs> and over again if, if i take a little time off i can tell 
it, you mm. know, when we first start up, like I, I did one with, um, uh, ah, crap. Anyway, can't remember. We were talking about <laughs> names before, before I know, we we've started. been terrible with names tonight, man. <laughs> but, um, you no, know, I, I did one with, uh, somebody hadn't done one in a while. And I was like, I started out kind of stumbling and everything. I, I got comfortable with it and got going, but yeah, I think it's, it's not only doing the reps, but also staying consistent with it really has mm-hmm. really helped me. Um, like I'm a, I'm a few weeks out before this one will actually broadcast, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm really trying to, even when I'm not doing one, I try to at least come in the studio, sit down. And even if it's just me, just sit down and just talk a little bit and whatever and make myself a little bit better at it. And I think Mm. that's would probably help with, you know, the speaking and, you know, trainings and classes and other things I've done over the years that I I think I could be better at it now, now that I put this time into doing this. Um, So I don't know. We'll see see if I ever do one again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, man, I think you could go around the shop too, man. Doing that video in front of the guys, just talking about it for our girls. We got some girls there as well. We're just doing that. Like, Hey, we got this install here today. This is what we're doing. We're putting whatever system in or these lights, you know, what I know you do a ton of different things with that, but whatever you're yeah. doing, just talk about that. And then, I mean, that's perfect content for you as well because now you're showcasing what you're doing. You're showing proof of concept that people are actually using your services and everything yep. and you're kind of showing behind the scenes, which everybody loves behind the scenes. So and I, you know. I definitely need to do more of that because I, I feel like a lot of what we do to me, like we were talking earlier, you know, it's mm-hmm. just mundane. It's just the stuff we do every day. It is what yeah. it is. But at the same time, people don't get to see that all the time. And I got to remember that to run around. I try to do more and more and I've been getting better. I got videos and stuff I need to put together and put out there, but um, yeah, I need to, you're right. I need to do that more. Yeah. Just put it out there, man. I mean, same thing with my industry. I mean, we got robots that put parts together, move car bodies around all this stuff. And it's like, when I first came in, it was like, man, this is pretty cool. Now I'm like, eh, you know, yeah, I see that every day. The same thing. We built 400 cars per shift. No big deal. <laughs> They're just running and moving all the time, doing the same motion. So for yep. me, it's like, ah, eh, whatever. But other people are like, man, that's cool. Now I can't take videos of that and post it on social media there at work. But you know, right. you could. You're the owner there. But yeah, you know, I can get away with that, that here. Scenes. Yeah, showing that behind the scenes. I mean, that's that's cool stuff. And then you also open up people's possibilities of what can actually be installed, some of the services that you provide, and then give that visual for them as well. So everybody remember that, including me. (laughs) Some of the shit you're doing in your shop. Take some videos, take some pictures. James has been doing really good about this. James at Act Audio. If if you guys ain't following it, by the way, he's been doing good on this. So go check out his stuff, Instagram and He's on TikTok and Facebook and whatever too. So anyway, a little shout out for my buddy there. Um, but yeah, he's he's been doing really good at that. So yes, you're right. I need to do more of that. I know just you've been doing a lot more TikTok videos and some of that. How's that going for you? I mean, it's I guess get about two, three hundred views. So nothing crazy. I mean, it, I guess that's that's more than some people maybe, but it it just I guess kind of there. It's, it hadn't really taken off or anything. Just trying to be consistent with it until one of those finally take off. 
Uh, that I don't really have much to say to that. I mean, it's just it's just another platform just trying to be on. I know right now the organic reach is a lot greater there than the other platforms. Well, besides reels on Instagram and and well, I guess there's still reels on Facebook. Uh, they're yeah. they're pushing those hard, but that's just to go against TikTok, where TikTok's just TikTok. They're you know they're they're always just doing them, but. Yeah, so sometimes my reels on Instagram will get more views. Well, until I got hacked. So I got my account hacked and I had to start my account over, unfortunately. Oh. But yeah, I think the highest one I had on there was like five or eight K. It was crazy because it was like, uh, I think it was, I was like looking at my book or something. Oh no, I talked about a review I had on my book from my mom. And she was like, the back cover is better than the front because it's got your face on it. <laughs> so, yeah. Total, total mom comment. It was awesome. Oh. So they got like 8,000 views for some reason. <laughs> so it was, it was just funny, but, but yeah, so now I hadn't started over there and uh, I hadn't looked to see what, what I'm getting on there now, but because I just started that account like two weeks ago, but I keep, I keep trying to catch the TikTok videos and stuff. And you've covered a lot of, uh, a lot of different things. Um, everything from some family stuff, obviously the speaking stuff, but also some core values and things. You spent some time and uh, kind of did several different videos over that. You want to go over any of those? Uh, I'll talk about kind of what I do. What I structure out is a, basically I have seven pillars that I'll talk about. I'll be like family, faith, fitness, freedom, things of that nature. I can't remember yeah. all the top of my head. I've got it. I've got it on a list. I've got a sales sheet that talks about which day I talk about which things relationships is one of those as well. And so that, that's usually I try and how uh, that's usually how I try and structure out my posts. And I did talk about the core values a while back. That was something just, I think I was actually reading Thomas's book and he talked about core values yep. a lot. And there I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to post about that and talk about my core values for my business, which is relationships, appreciation, transparency, integrity, ownership, and service. And so I went through all those and talked about, you know, what those mean to me and my business. Cause those to me are just, for me, that's, a, that's an important for my business and important for how I hold the standard and everything. And so that's why I talked about that kind of get people to know a little bit more about me and my business. And then all the other, the other videos kind of based on the pillars that I use. Yeah. They were awesome videos. I, I watched all of them and I appreciate I, it. I, 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 I'm, well, I think I watched all of them. I, I, you know how it goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, tried to catch all of them, and they were very informative and very good. Um, and uh, talked about Thomas and his book and stuff, which, by the way, I, if you listen to my podcast, you know, uh, I think we mentioned Thomas at least once or twice every episode. <laughs> that fucker. But, yeah. <laughs> but, ah, uh, jerk, man. He's too good. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway, if you don't know what book uh, – Philip's talking about it's called Unfuck Your Business by Thomas Keenan. So go check it out. It's definitely worth the read. Get it on Amazon. Go check it out. Um, you mentioned your book. Why we're mentioning books. Go ahead and throw that out there, too. Yeah, it's called Mindset Over Motivation. So like it says in there, it's all about mindset and how motivation is just temporary. So helping you set up that mindset, which is a lot of what I talk about in the public speaking realm as well. And so that was kind of a start actually back when I was transitioning from fitness coaching. That's what I originally started my coaching business in 
And yeah. then I transitioned to speaking coaching because I realized there was a lot more need for that, or at least for what I wanted to talk about, because I wanted to get on stages and knew other people would want to get on stages and be able to get more comfortable in front of people. And I just felt more of a calling towards that. And so that's why I made that switch. But mindset really is a big piece when it comes to public speaking. Like we've talked about through here with confidence, with being able to get in front of people. How do you overcome thinking about yourself and everything? And so mindset's that very first piece. So that's that's what the book's about. Not public speaking, but just mindset in, in general. Awesome. Awesome. I, I, I will definitely uh, grab that one. I haven't grabbed it yet, but. OK, awesome. Whole, man. Yeah, it's on Amazon. I got a whole pile so. of books. I got to I got to get through. But yes, I know. Last year was like the year of Apex authors. And it's crazy. <laughs> it's like every yeah, week no somebody kidding. was releasing a book. <laughs> I don't know how much money I spent on books last year. <laughs> just yeah, from, yeah, just awesome. just from Apex alone, but it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud of every single one of them, definitely. So I got a little post pulled up um, from your Uh-oh. Facebook page. This ain't good. Oh no, it, it's fine. It's good, but it says <laughs> it's it's a little post you'd made. It was um, into May, but it says never uh. get off your schedule or routine. Mm. You remember that one? Yep, I remember that one. Yeah, uh, we had just went to Texas to go visit my family. We had spent Memorial Day weekend over there with them. And then when we got back, and we got back on Monday morning, it kind of were just getting things together. And then if I realized I didn't have any food for Tuesday, because usually I'll do meal prep throughout the week, I didn't have any food, so I had to go out to eat. I usually try and set up like a list of tasks for the week for me to get done and some goals. I I try and do like four week sprints and every week I have a certain amount of things I need to get done to kind of help me stay on track with my goals. And if I hadn't written those out, I had no plans for the evenings because that's usually when I do my work. And I was like, yeah, I really got off this schedule and, and it's been tough to get back. Uh, even this week, I'm still kind of lagging behind with all that, just trying to get prepared. And in two weeks from now of our recording, I'm going out of the country for two weeks for work. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm scrambling here, it feels like, just to try and keep up with everything. And so, yeah, just getting off that schedule and that routine just really messed me up. And and I'm not saying stay on a schedule for vacation, but what I needed to have done is prepare myself for when I got back at a minimum for that Tuesday. But I really should have prepared myself for the week. Of, hey, what's that week going to look like when I get back? What things do I need there? And, you know, it's tough when you're out of town for a few days to have food prepared. But I could have done something and I've done in the past where I'll have chicken cooked ahead of time. I'll freeze it. And then when I get home, I thaw it out and it's ready to go for the next day and everything. Yeah. But I didn't prepare myself. So part of it, being on that schedule and that routine was being prepared for the week. And I failed at that. So, so I was like, never get off of it because it'll mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I was kind of scrolling through there and that one caught my attention. I was like, okay, I, I see this. So I, I see yeah. the, uh, Sorry, I'm, I'm looking. Uh, I know everybody good? can't see it, but I'm looking up actually at the uh, the screen. You got the the daughter at the beach, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was her first time. She loved it, man. So it was pretty cool seeing her get excited. The waves come in and splash her, and she didn't get scared or anything. She was just enjoying it. Got to see her cousins on my side for the first time. So two little girls, they're two and five. And so awesome. I got to see them, and they had so much fun playing with her and everything. So they're excited. Uh, my, the older one woke up, my sister said, just like, and she didn't say, hey, mom, good morning, nothing. She said, I get to see Nora today. 
<laughs> the first thing out of her mouth. That's so just so cute that she was excited. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was a good time. The little kids are are so awesome. Mine are mine are grown up now. I got okay. 13, 14 are my youngest one. So oh yeah, man. Uh, so you're dealing you're dealing with tough ages then, from what oh, I hear. Oh yeah. I got an 18, <laughs> 13, 18, 14, 13. So my Ooh. youngest is the girl. So Ooh, all, yeah. all sorts 13 of 13 going on 30, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding? We this next weekend we actually take her to college. Um <laughs> She got into Man. a pro yeah, she got into a program at Truman University and so mm-hmm. I'm gonna brag in my daughter for a minute. So tough there you go. Hey, you got to, man. That's that's about being a dad. You gotta yeah, brag so about the kids. She got into the entrepreneur program at JBA at Truman University. So I'm wow. awfully proud of her right now. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So we gotta so take she's her the up. only one that kind of seems to be going in the entrepreneur footsteps like you, or uh, the other two yeah, doing that? For now. Yeah. yeah. The 18 year olds, um, he's off on his own path. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's uh, he's struggling a bit, but you know we'll we'll see how it goes. And um, hey, gotta go I'm through a, it. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes shit gets tough, and mm-hmm. it is what it is. And I ain't gonna lie, I'm I'm being an asshole. And hey, figure it out, dude. You know. Yeah. Don't hey, you gotta, to me, you gotta have that tough love, you know. Yeah, sometimes you do. And the yeah. middle one's he's doing great. He's just, he's just doing his own thing, which is good. Yeah. You know, he's doing fine. So, um, I'm I'm. I'm proud of him too, to be honest with you. So he's, he's just, he's wanting to work at the shops this week or this summer and wanting to do some things. So yeah, he's, he's doing good. Okay. There we go. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. As long as they're, they're healthy and happy, man. That's the, that's the big thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know what? You'll notice this after a while, Sorry, I don't mean to preach at you in any way, shape, or form, but as they grow up and stuff and start to move away, you know, from the parent and stuff, you're like, mm-hmm. what, can, what, what can I do to help? What do you need? What? And they're like, mm-hmm. I got it. I got it. Okay. And you're like, <laughs> do you got it? Do you really got it? And sometimes they don't. Sometimes yeah. they do. I don't know. You figure it out. Mm. So. Yeah. And you almost, you almost feel like you lose that identity, too. I feel like, oh. I feel like it's more of a struggle for moms and dads because, you know, dads kind of, try and the more so you know i know i'm stereotyping but they kind of they they try and help their kids be independent rather than coddling them and wanting to care for them and do everything for them where the mom doesn't and it's like that's kind of their whole world and i know brooke and i have talked a, a lot about this because you know she's like oh you know i just love nora so much like she's like, like she's number one and then i'm like well you're my number one and she's yeah. like oh i didn't think <laughs> about that and, uh, you know, she felt bad. I didn't mean to make her feel bad or anything. Right. But right. yeah, I get it. You know, it's tough. It's like first kid and everything. And I mean, I love her to death too, but I'm like in 18 years or 20 years or whatever that ends up being, she's going to be out of the house. I'm still here with you. So yep. I've got to make sure our relationship is good. Otherwise it'll suck when she's gone because we don't have anything to mitigate that terrible relationship. If it goes that route, which y'all, trying to make sure it doesn't, but you know, we got to make sure that the, yep. the husband and wife, that relationship is great. Cause if that's great, then the kids, the relationship with your kids will be great. And they'll hopefully be better because they see that example of what a good loving household is and good loving relationship is, is that to me, that's where a lot of, uh, a, lo- a lot of trauma comes into play. And I'm, you know, I'm not any kind of psychologist or anything, but it seems like that's where like a lot of issues when it comes to dating 
later on in life come in for for kids is that oh, yeah, they don't absolutely. see that love within the household. So yeah. they just they just repeat what they've seen and yep. ends up not being a good thing. And and I agree with you 100 percent there. You know, I haven't to. Uh, you know, you got to do your best to I'll be the first person to say this, and I, I know a lot of um, a lot of my buddies have younger children or whatever, but you know what? Um, sometimes you don't always fucking do it right. And yeah. It, you know, um, you got to deal with it. You got to accept it. And sometimes you got to apologize. Sometimes you got to apologize to your kids, which sucks. But <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know what? I screwed this up. I'm sorry. Let's fix it. Yeah, or apologize to the wife or whatever. You know, it mm. happens, uh, you know, but yeah, you got to you got to do the best you can and, and go from there. And uh, I think that we're going to circle right back to the confidence thing right there. Um, you know, do the best you can be confident in what you're doing at the time. If it ain't right, you know what, fix it later. You know, it, exactly. it not always be perfect. So exactly. I mean, in confidence with that, I mean, that's confident for you to be able to admit that you weren't right. Uh-huh. And to me, there's more confidence in that because then you're letting ego get in the way if you're going to not admit that you're right. But you're confident enough in yourself and your ego that it won't get tarnished if you admit that you're wrong. So really, like I said, you have more confidence if you're willing to admit you're wrong versus trying to act like you weren't. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I had one other thing I was actually going to bring up and talk with you about. And I ain't going to lie, we got off on the family thing and it is gone. Completely out oh, of my man. head. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it's no big deal. Yeah, well, I thought, I thought it was a good little conversation having with the family. I think that's a lot, a lot of things. That's one thing I liked about MDM last year with Apex is a lot of, like, family values were brought in to that event. I don't know if you were able to go to that one or not. I was. But, I was there at that one. It was it was yeah. an awesome event. It was yeah. – um, and let's see, that was uh, – Sean and Saxton were on stage for that one. And then mm-hmm. Ryan and Amy were up there on that for that one. Yeah, that was a really yeah. good event. I got a lot out of that. Definitely. Yeah. And there was a lot of, I mean, if you will, spirituality. I know some of the, the people up there are you know, Christians, claim to be Christians and everything. But mm-hmm. there seemed like a lot of the Christian spirituality stuff, which was really neat as well. I hadn't really seen that at an event of that size before. And so it was really cool to see that. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to throw up on you Christianity or anything. So was, I think it was a good yeah. blend for those that don't practice the faith. And then those that do practice the faith, I think it was a good blend. I, and I really, I really enjoyed both those aspects in there. I yeah. thought it was very, made it and, really intimate, even though it was a fairly large event, what probably about and, 800 people. Yeah, I think so. And like Steve Weatherford there, you know, he's gotten very, um, uh, I don't, I hate the word religious. I grew up yeah. in church and everything. Um, mm. I hate that word personally. I mean, we can, we can chat about this if you want, yeah. but I I'm, I'm not a religious person. I I'm okay with the spirituality, you know, and believing mm. in things and whatever, but I, I feel like the religious thing has gotten tainted a lot. Mm. Um, I mean, shoot, ever since me grew up in the eighties, you know, seeing all the crap that happened with, te- uh, televangelist or whatever, and then coming out, you know, things were happening better with her. I don't know. I don't, I, I've had some issues with um, some of the religious side of things, but I think mm-hmm. having a good faith and a good belief in something is um, absolutely a hundred percent what somebody needs. 
That I agree. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think some of that's kind of got muddy. You know, a lot of, we'll hear a lot of people talk about, you know, God, universe, whatever you talk about. And I've been guilty of saying that like, you know, God universe, because other people are saying that. And I realized, well, some people are saying universe because they don't necessarily believe in God. They think it's just some, I guess, higher power, higher thing and not necessarily God when they say universe. And I've had to go back and correct myself on that. But that's one thing I've, I've noticed and that well, I won't say their name, but some somebody that, that we know says that a lot. They'll kind of say God, the universe, but then they'll talk about, you know, Christianity and going to church, and all this stuff. And that's where, you know, because I was guilty of that. So I can't say like, I don't know why they don't do that. But I was like, you know, this they're, they're different things. You don't got to be know, apologetic so just, on here, man. You trust yeah, me. You, yeah. you can <laughs> trust me. You know what? I believe in God. I, I know where I grew up and. Mm-hmm. I, I'm good with it. And if somebody that I'm also the type of person, if somebody doesn't like it, tough shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, I'll be completely honest, you know, am I um, perfect about anything? No, not, not in any way, shape or form, but at oh, the none same of us time, are. yeah. At the same time, I think there's a lot of things in there that have gotten really, like you said, muddied or skewed mm-hmm. and, um, people have gotten a really bad taste on, on some of the religious things that maybe um, need to take a step back and look back at, if I look back at a lot of the things that happened to me, for example, growing up or whatever, um, not necessarily anything particular to me, but like friends getting hurt or different issues happening Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. different things happening through churches or different things. If I looked at just that, I would have absolutely no confidence in any church, anything, any religion, nothing. But I know that that was just a person being person. It wasn't the religion or the belief itself. And I Mm -hmm. think that's something people need to look at and remember that, hey, just because one person screws up, don't take it personally like it's, you know, something against you or something against um, you know, whether it be Christianity or, or whether it's another religion, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I don't care. You know, people believe what they believe. Now, does that agree with me? I don't. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. No, it is what it is. But I think you really need to, um, wow. I usually don't jabber like this so much, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really think, you know, you, you need to look at it and decide what, you know, the way it is best for you, but also don't use that as an excuse to just do what you want, if yeah. that makes sense. You know, you still have to live by guidelines and, and you know, follow the rules, so to speak, or whatever. But also, you know, um, I, I feel like there's a whole lot of different uh, thoughts and opinions that get thrown into all this which is for lack of better terms complete horseshit <laughs> so. yeah i agree you know and there's a there is a standard which obviously with, with christianity it's the mm-hmm. bible but a lot of people get away from that and i guess to bring this back to business it's the same way with business is that's where the core values come in yes. at the end of the day what is your business all about and what can you lay lay your hat down on or whatever, you know, it's the core values of the business. If you are committed to those core values and you're 
doing based on those core values, you can't do wrong. But if you decide, you know, integrity is a core value of yours and you don't live out integrity, well, you're not living to those core values. You're violating those core values. And so we have to be able to have some kind of standard that we live upon. That's why those core values should be in place in your business. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I ain't gonna lie. I, 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 I don't know what else to say. You got something else, please, please. <laughs> no, I was just that's gonna, a, I, yeah, I was just going to kind of ramble on. Yeah. I mean, I was going to kind of ramble on there. Just say, I mean, that's why it. we need to, we need to figure out what we're going to stand for, what we're going to stand on is when we can do that, that's when we can get better. And, and we, we can get better at speaking too. When we know who we represent, what we represent, what we want to talk about, it makes it a lot easier for us to speak as well. Because if you just think about, speaking in a general sense, like, Hey, I want to speak. I want to get on stage. Okay. What does that mean? Who's going to get you on stage to speak? And if you want to get on somebody's stage to speak, say, you know, you or I went up to Ryan, who went, Hey, Ryan, man, would love to be on your stage. The next time you do MDM, let me be on stage with you. What's the first thing he's going to say? Well, first of all, he probably wouldn't. Hey, no. Uh, he'd probably just say no. <clears throat> but if you want to entertain it, he'd say, all right, well, what are you going to speak about? Uh, I just want to be on stage. Well, you're not going to get on stage. So know what you're going to speak about is that that's first and foremost, what you need to know, and then just start speaking about it. Start being that person on social media. That's what I go through with clients a lot is let's start positioning yourself on social media, just like in apex, how we go through help a reporter out and start getting your name known there. It's the same on social media. If I start speaking about public speaking or car audio or I don't know anything else, any other industry. If I start speaking about that, well, guess what? I'm probably an expert in that area, or that's what I like to talk about. That's mm -hmm. what I'm about. And so if I need somebody who talks about that particular subject, I can go see they do it on social media and I can go get them on my stage. So really knowing what you're going to talk about and what you want to talk about is a huge thing. So that you know where you stand as well, <laughs> kind of wrapping all that in. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know when I've done the, uh, uh, the trainings and different things, um, the, well, I ain't going to go into that too deep. We'll do that on another episode, but you know, knowing what I know, the, know the stuff inside and out, I ain't too worried mm -hmm. about that. We had everything lined out. Um, but yeah, it, it was had uh, shit back to the confidence thing, you know, <laughs> you know, Hey, I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. These people, and one thing I, I heard um, a friend of mine, Mr. Chris McNulty, um, shout out, buddy. I don't know if you listen to this or not, but whatever. <laughs> but he told me uh, something one time. He's like, you know what? These people are here to listen to you. Mm -hmm. So go talk to them. Simple as that. You know, he goes, it's yeah. not a big deal. He goes, could you refine some things or make some things better? And uh, he said it on some of my classes and stuff I did, and he's like, hey, man, you know, you can you can work on this or, you know, change this or, you know, calm down a little bit or whatever. <laughs> but he's like, man, they're here to listen to you. Just go yeah. talk to them. Who cares? He's like, and yeah. ever since then, I was like, ah, okay. Go up. Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? What's up? You know, yeah. and that was probably one of the biggest things that uh, that actually changed for me going up and doing a presentation or doing something it's like if they didn't want to you know listen 
or didn't want mm-hmm. the information or whatever, they wouldn't be here. You know, yeah. they know they know who's giving the presentation. They know what's going on. They know it's me and Luke or me and um, everybody, you know, whoever I was doing with at the time. And they're like, yeah, they wanted to be there. They wanted the information. So they're there for a reason. Just go give it mm. to them and don't worry about it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I like that. So I, I really, that's probably the biggest thing that's actually affected me on some of that is just, hey, they're there for you. So go for mm. it. Yep, exactly. Or somebody wanted you to be there. Yeah, that's a big thing, too, that a lot of people, they think about, I'm in a room of 300 people. I need to impact all 300 people. Forget about the 300 people. No, impact one. one person. You never know who that one person is. That's I mean, just think about one person that created a huge impact, Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, one man created all that kind of impact that he did. And there's been plenty of other people well, Elon Musk as well. Look at all the crazy stuff he's doing. He's one man, but one person can create crazy amounts of impact. So don't discount yourself for only touching one person in the speech that you do. And that I'm one a, person could go on and do some crazy stuff. And that is an excellent point. And I'm going to add to this real quick. Um, I've heard people talk about, and I know I've seen this on the APEC, so Trust me, this is not mine. This is something I'm stealing from somebody else. (laughs) But uh, I've heard people talk about, you know, I only got 14 likes on this video or or on this post or whatever. Mm. And um, or whatever it may be. Or, you know, there's only 14 people in my class, whatever it may be. Well, you know what? What if 14 people died tomorrow? Wouldn't that be a big deal? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if 14 people are making an impact, that's still a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just a different aspect, different back to the mindset thing, a mm-hmm. different mindset of how to look at it. And when when you look at it that way, it it's almost like, OK, well, yeah. You know, even if it is one or two people, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. One or two people are getting something from I'm helping somebody out, whether it's a huge crowd or not. Who cares? Somebody yeah. somebody's getting something out of it. So, you know, back to what you're saying, you know, if, if it's just one or two people, I think it's. I think it's fabulous. Yeah, exactly. And actually, you bring up a good point that I was uh, thinking about earlier is when I mentioned about, oh, I get like only like two or 300 views on TikTok. Well, put it in perspective like this. If I had two or 300 people just show up to my front door, I'd be like, what the crap is going on? Like, this is yep. so many people here. But exactly. it's, I mean, it's essentially that same thing. So just because you get 10 or 20 views, you don't go viral with 20, a hundred thousand views or anything like that doesn't mean you're not impacting people. And yeah, if you try to have them in your house, you might be able to fit 20, 20, 30 people in, but you were not going to be able to fit 200 people in. <laughs> so yeah. just remember that that number doesn't, doesn't matter. It's all about that one person that you impact. So just keep doing the videos and you're going to keep impacting people, keep speaking your message and it will reach somebody. And who knows what that that what that one impacts going to mm-hmm. do? <clears throat> exactly, exactly. I think that's pretty fucking powerful, right there, man. I ain't gonna lie. I think uh, I think we wrap it up on that. Is that cool? Love it, man. Yeah, that's good with me. All right. You promised to come back. You're gonna do yeah, this. Yeah, I'll again? come back. Yeah, if you want right, me back, awesome. I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, of course. If I the want audience you back. wants me back. I'll come back. <laughs> we definitely want you back. So awesome. Tell us real quick, where can we find Mr. Phillips Sessions? Tell us about uh, 
where to get your book, where to get, uh, where to find you on social media, where to find the business. What, what do we got? So my website is speakingsessions.com. My book is on Amazon mindset over motivation. And then you can find me on all social media platforms, either at Philip sessions with one L or on Instagram. Now it's, I am Philip sessions. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, uh, Instagram, all those platforms. Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much for taking your time to um, be here. I know we had to reschedule after the last one. I, I got sick and I was coughing yeah. and hacking and trust me, nobody wanted that podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I, I was horrible. So uh, what was that? Beginning of April or I don't know, something like something that. Like that. Yeah. 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 So I appreciate you taking the time and rescheduling with me and doing this. Of course. Man. It was a uh, it was an awesome, awesome time. And I had a lot of fun. Yeah, same here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll do this again soon. And just so I don't forget, we got to uh, hit up the sponsors, of course. Uh, we got Vita Nova Cigars, my buddy Oliver, his cigar company. Badass cigars. You're going to love them. If you're a cigar guy, definitely hit, hit them up. Go check out VitaNovaCigars.com. You will definitely love it. And of course, you know, my shop, the car I shop in St. Louis because they put up with me taking time to do this. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, if you got something out of this, please like share, love the show, all that fun bullshit that everybody gets. And remember everybody go enjoy the drive. Love you later. Thank you for tuning into the business cars and cigars podcast. Make sure to share this with someone, you know, that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing.